It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Pastor Jack King, I am your host, and I am just always raring to go on these Sunday mornings, getting to spend time with you here in my new home, here on Wave 94, 94.1 on your radio dial. And, uh, well, it's been kind of nice uh, coming at 8 o'clock. And, uh, the last few years, over at 97.9, I've been on at 6 o'clock in the morning. And so it's kind of nice. Uh, Eight o'clock, people are getting ready to go to church. And I'm just happy that you've tuned in this morning. We're going to play a little music for you. Got a few things to tell you. And just going to have a, uh, just an inspirational time is my hope and prayer. Do keep in mind, I have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine here on the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. But we do always speak well of one another. We always uh, say good things. We don't ever talk about one another. Say ugly things. And uh, that's just kind of the way we do it. This is show number 1039. But uh, about seven shows here now on 94.1. So just uh, sit back, relax. Let's just have a good time this morning. And of course, we are going to be having service today at... uh, Freedom Road Christian Ministry. That's the church that I pastor at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. Visitors are very important to us, and we'll treat you like your family. 11.05 is our start time, frcm.us. That's the website. Check it out. Bring the family and come and worship with us at Freedom Road Christian ministry. Now, if you are uh, like I am, who I'm just an observer as I go through life, and uh, I'm just kind of watching out and try not to let my uh, barometer get too high or too low. I kind of like to walk kind of, kind of a straight narrow. Don't want those emotions to control me, but at the same time, I don't want to allow myself to get down in the valley where you get discouraged about things. And I tell you, there's a lot of things that could get you discouraged as we are viewing life as it is now. Uh, We look around the country, we see controversy, all of these things going on. And uh, they can. They can weigh you down if you allow them. But I've just determined I'm not going to <laughs> because my, my eyes are focused on a higher cause and that is the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom. That's my focus and I've said this many times on this broadcast that this certainly isn't about me. I don't want it to be about me. It's about the church and I say this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant alive and well. And so, like I say, we're here to talk about the church. And so that becomes our focus. So what do we talk about? We say, well, things that affect 
us as believers, as Christians who are part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, these things that affect our families and our loved ones, all of those things I put in the category of things that concern me. And of course, uh, I don't just think about the church that I attend, or even the churches just here in Tallahassee. I'm talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ worldwide. What's going on out there in this big wide world that would affect the church? And I believe in the, the news of the time in which we're living. I don't think there's anything that has affected the church more than the COVID virus. I mean, this thing, you know, we, we felt like there for a while it was, it was going to wane and that it was just going to be uh, taken care of and just kind of go away. And nope, that's not the case. And it would seem like it's back with a vengeance. And um, if you're like I am, uh, all last year, I'm talking about 2020, uh, so much talk and so much hope. We're going to get this this, this cure. We're going to get this vaccine. And we're all going to take the vaccine. And it's going to go away. Well, Uh, sad to say that's just not the case that's just not the case and if you're like I am it seems like every time I turn around uh, I'm hearing of somebody who's sick very very sick and even many who I know who have gone on they've died because of it and so that brings great concern to my heart my soul when I hear somebody that I know, maybe somebody that I, I haven't had contact with in the, the last few years or whatever, somebody that I knew, but they're still dear to me. And it grieves my heart when I hear of a, of a husband that's lost a wife or a wife that's lost a husband or, or uh, children who are left without a mother or a father. It's, it's, it's hard and it's hard to fathom. So, like I say, we heard that this virus or, or this vaccine is going to cure it all. And we had great hope in this. And, of course, uh, during the last administration, uh, you know, the plan was laid out, how we're going to distribute it. Once we get it done, the president, he went ahead and he ordered uh, many, many vials of the vaccine. Even before it was even finished, he went ahead and and. and, and Put in the order for the United States of America and we're going to distribute it. We're not even going to charge the people for it. We're just going to get it out there. And, well, that kind of happened. And like I say, go and get the vaccine. And, and uh, I know the discussions that my wife and I had was, well, are, are we going to do this? Are we going to take this? And uh, I've always... Uh, you know, whenever the vaccines have been there, we, I've always taken them. Um, I tell my wife, when, when I was in the Navy, in boot camp, they just line us up, and uh, there'd be people on both sides of us with those uh, air guns. <laughs> and we're just going down, down the line, they're just popping us with all this stuff. I don't know what in the world they were putting in me, and I didn't ask. And uh, took, took the measles, and I don't know what all what I took. I know we took smallpox. I remember back in the '60s 
on a sunny afternoon. It must have been in the fall because it wasn't terribly hot. We went to the uh, uh, health department, Cynthiana, Kentucky, where I grew up, and literally that line snaked all the way from the health department, uh, which is up on, I believe it's on Church Street. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I mean, up on the hill here in Cynthiana, and that line snaked all the way back to downtown. And we stood in that line all day, well, all afternoon after church to get our sugar cube for polio. And uh, I remember uh, there were some, even then, this is back in the 60s, that uh, questioned it and said, no, we're not going to take it, not going to do it. But I've always been one that said, well, okay, the government has worked on this and they've checked it out. And, and so, as I say, my wife and I, we had our discussions about it and she was hesitant at the beginning. And uh, she said, well, are you going to take it? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she said, well, I wish you wouldn't. And I said, why? And she said, well, I don't know. And of course, you know, all the things that we hear, all the things that we hear about this, 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 this. And she works in the medical field. And I told her, I said, I just want to get it behind me. I just want to put this thing behind me, going to take the vaccine, and then it'll be over for me. Well, guess what? I heard the governor, I'm talking about the governor of Florida, Governor DeSantis, uh, on a national, um, you know, the little, little clip on the national news. And you're um, talking about how the, the, the president said, well, we're going to cut the distribution of of these medicines that are curing people in the state of Florida, we're gonna cut it by 50%. Of course, that upsets a lot of us. And I heard the governor say, he says, well, in Broward County, he said 60% of the people that we are getting these medications to all took the vaccine. <laughs> I pause for a moment just for effect. Just let that sink in. Well, in, in the beginning, it was said, well, well, we'll take this and we'll be cured. Now they said, well, if you take this and you get it, you won't get it as bad. Well, I could take some heart in that, but I have to tell you, it's very disappointing. And I'm not saying all this to bash anybody or, again, I'm just reality because this affects the church. And like I say, the, the emphasis of this show, we're talking about what affects the church. Well, they've, they, they've shut the churches down. In some states, they still don't have church. And uh, yeah, this, this very much affects the church. It affects the families, our loved ones. And uh, we find ourselves, well, oftentimes confused. But the one thing that I know, that even in the midst of confusion, I serve a God who rises above it all, and he has it under control. Gold City. So rejoice 
in your soul. It is under control. Those are good words. I like that. That's a good song to get us going here this morning as we are preparing ourselves to go to the house of the Lord. That's my prayer. I pray and hope that that's what you are planning on doing today. And of course, uh, as I've already said, if, if you don't have a church to attend, and I would love to have you come worship with us at Freedom Road. That's the church that I pastor at 720 Capital Circle, Northeast in a Crescent Park Plaza. If you are on Capital Circle Northeast and you're heading toward Park Avenue and you cross over uh, Easterwood Drive, that's where the National Guard Armory is there as you go into Tom Brown Park. From there, you about maybe just a few tenths of a mile. Look for us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign that we put out there on Sunday morning. And uh, we'd love to see you. And uh, FRCM.us, that's the website. Now, keep in mind that we put these shows, the talk show and the daily broadcast on podcast. And basically, if you find this show on the podcast, you'll find it minus most of the music. I think Brother Doug just plays just a little snippet of it just to kind of give you a, a flavor for it. But of course, we can't really put the music on the podcast, but you'll get the content. And there's a lot of talk shows there uh, where I've interviewed a lot of people. The, the interview with Coach Bowden is on there, uh, Gene Dekaroff, uh, uh, Brother Gaither. Uh, Brother Bill Gaither, all those are on there on the podcast, so you can find them and enjoy them. And there's a lot of local pastors and people involved in all different types of ministry. Uh, just a lot of different types of shows as far as different people that we've interviewed. So you can find them all. And also the daily broadcast, that's the daily teaching of the Word of God. We air those here on 94.1 on, on the uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock, and then they go on the podcast, and then they're there for you to listen to whenever you want to. And a lot of people are telling me that they just, especially in the new cars, that have a, they just have a place there for a podcast. My daughter has, has one, and she's got her daddy. She's got him plugged in there, and she listens to, to her daddy on her way to work, Listen to the daily broadcast or some of the, the of the talk shows, and you can do that. Just plug them in, or however you, I don't know how you put them in the, the new cars. I don't have one. <laughs> I have no clue how to program, but, but I'm sure you do, and you can do that. And then you just push that button, and uh, you can listen to one of the talk shows or listen to a, a daily devotion there, and uh, it's just, I want it to be a blessing to you. Unfortunately, we haven't found a way yet to be able to to do the music show on uh, the podcast. And, of course, that airs on the Saturday nights here on 94.1. It's called the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour of great, wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> my words, <laughs> Southern Gospel music, the best music in the land. From 7 to 8 every Saturday night. I think you'll enjoy it. If you like banjos and mandolins and fiddles and steel guitars and all those sort of things, and uh, then you'll like, you'll like the Saturday Night Gospel singing. I encourage you to tune in 
and we'll have a great time together. But I appreciate you being with us this morning. Uh, well, like I say, it's church day. So you stay with me tonight. You'll still have plenty of time to get ready. Come on out to church. But as I was talking before we played this song there about the pandemic, I, I made the statement and I did a uh, Facebook post of about an eight-minute teaching back in the very beginning that I'm not going to live in fear. Just not going to do it. I'm not going to allow myself to live in fear. I'm going to trust the Lord over this thing. And uh, that's just what I encourage you to do. I mean, look, as Christian believers, we have to walk in faith. And uh, we have nothing to fear because there, there's nothing that the enemy could do to us that's going to cause us to lose our salvation and lose our way in, in eternal things. So we just have to trust him. We just have to trust him that God is in control of all these things. And that was the song that Gold City just sang for us. Through famines and trials and sin, we can trust him. We can trust the Lord. And that's just a good word. Have you ever at a time where you feel like it, uh, well, sometimes you're just clueless. <laughs> My wife she used to say this, and I made her stop doing it. She called me Mr. Magoo. You remember Mr. Magoo? Uh, was it in the 60s? I guess. I, I'm a child of the 60s. I was born in the 50s, but uh, most of my growing up years were in the 60s. So I'm a child of the 60s. But Mr. Magoo is, is a, a character that he just bumps into stuff and mumbles to himself and this thing. So... But I told my wife, I said, I look, I work around high-powered equipment all the time. So you can't be a Mr. Magoo and be able to do that. But, but I remember, and this is just a story. I'm just, I'm just telling you this because I just, just thought about it. And sometimes you need to, we all need to chuckle a little bit. But I, it was a Saturday afternoon. I was working, stopped at a Circle K, got out of my van, and uh, looked down on the ground, and there was a piece of a, uh, a door handle laying there, the little button on the older type of vans, uh, it's, you know, the button that you push to open the door. And I saw that thing, and I said, well, somebody's got to step on that thing and, and, uh, and uh, twist an ankle or something. So I just picked it up and tossed it over the woods. Went on in the store, come back, to open the door of my van and I realized I had just thrown the, the button to open the door of my van over the woods. So guess what? I had to go scouring through the woods to find the piece of my van. Well, I finally did, but I never did put it back on the door because it just it wouldn't stay in there. So uh, for a long time, I just have to make sure the window was down so I could reach inside and pull the handle up. And then one day I realized that if you that if you stick your finger in the hole and there's a little thing in there you can push and it'll open the door. So I started doing that. But the problem is, is that one day I stuck my finger in there and it slipped 
and it got caught between the little the little latch thing and the hole, and I could not get my finger out. And it was getting toward the evening, almost dark where I was, and there was nobody around. And I'm going, I got two choices here. Either I cut my finger off, or I'm just going to spend the whole night here because I can't get this finger out of the door. And so I say, well, you know, I have this little thing that they, they taught me in, in counseling and Bible colleges, and I write about it in my book. Analyze inventory direction. In other words, you analyze the situation, you take stock of what do I possibly have that could cure this situation, and then do it. And I thought about it, and then I thought, huh, I think I have the keys to the van in my pocket. And so I did. Now the problem is, is it it was my right hand that was stuck in the door of the van, and so I had to reach around and get into my pocket with my left hand, but I managed to do it. And uh, so I stuck it in there and pushed that thing back with that key and got myself uh, free. And fortunately, that's not the only time I've done that. I've done it one other time. Both times that I've done it, fortunately, I've had the key to the, the van in my pocket and I've been able to redeem myself. Like I say, so anyway, fast forward. Just this week, a different van. And I'm, I'm coming down the road and I'm, I'm hearing this noise. It's like, a, like something slapping. And then, well, what is that? And I got a trailer behind me and I'm thinking, what is that noise? And so I stopped Pulled off the side of the road, looked at everything. I couldn't figure out where that noise was coming from. So I, I went on up to the uh, uh, pan store out there near the parkway. And I stopped and I, I looked and I said, well, there's a, there's a cord there that's, uh, that goes to the taillights, you know, the, the tongue of the trailer. I said, well, maybe that's it. It's kind of looked like it would be flapping. So I got my ta- some tape and taped that up. And then I looked back on my on, on a rack on the, on the trailer and I said, well, there's something else that could be done. So I, I got that taken care of and got everything done and got back out on the highway. And I said, well, I'm not hearing the noise. I guess I must have cured it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I heard <laughs> this, this noise that happened. And then something, I ran over something on the road. And I, and, you know, I had gone on and I said, well, what in the world did I just hit on the road? So I, I turned around and came back around and saw on the other side of the road there's a hubcap laying out there. I said, well, somebody must have lost a hubcap off their vehicle and that's what I hit. And so by the time I got turned around again, got back to the hubcap and it totally disappeared. So I went on to work. And uh, when I got to the job, I said I had to go in the backyard and when I come out of the backyard, I looked at <laughs> van and says, that's where that hubcap came from. It came off my van. So I said, well, sometimes I'm just just." Cueless about life, but life is just that way sometimes. Sometimes we're just going about our business, and the truth is that as Christian people, that's what we do. We just get up in the morning, go to work, we, we take care of our families, take care of our loved ones. Uh, most Christians that I know, uh, they get up and go to work in the morning. And they, and they provide for their families. That's a, that's a beautiful thing about the church and about church people. Uh, they're just good people. I mean, 
that's just the thing that I, I, I've seen and observed over the years about people who attend church. They're just good, solid people who just take care of their families. Uh, they support their church. They go to work. And they're just good citizens, which is a blessing to all of us, which is a blessing to our country. And, and, and uh, uh, people who are outside of the church, they, they may not see it that way. And of course, I've always heard the old thing, well, I don't want to go to church. I've got a bunch of hypocrites down there. I said, well, there may be some people who may be uh, sometimes inconsistent about things, but that's not been my experience. My experience is that church folks are good folks, and they're, they're lovely people, uh, wonderful people to, to be around, and to, you can trust them, you can depend on them, and uh, they just have a heart for heaven. They just have a heart for heaven, and they, they just love the Lord, and I think that's just, just who we are as Christian people. And uh, I know for myself, I'm so thankful that I am a believer. And uh, I've been blessed because I've, I've been in church all my life and uh, God took me through a little journey when I was a teenager just questioning some things, but God took me through that. And I've lived my life as, as just a man of faith. And, and there have been times in my life where uh, meet a total stranger. And uh, after you kind of get to know them a little bit, they said, you know, when I first met you, talk about me, they said, when I first met you, I knew you were a man of faith. And that's the thing about it is that when you, when you walk with the Lord, well, it's just a blessing to know that, that you, you have that strength because you just depend on Him. And it just makes you very, very thankful that the Lord has allowed us to uh, know his son Jesus and to ask him to come into our heart and save our soul. Listen to, to Karen Peck. He sings a song which just says, Thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Lord, for people who, who just do things because they're just being obedient. Uh, I knew a, a man one time that his thing was uh, to hand out these little red Bibles, just, just about, what are they, about an inch by maybe an inch and a half, just, just a little, little thing. And it was, I think it was the Gospel of John. And, uh, well, that's, that was his ministry, and he did that. And he gave me one. Unfortunately, I put it in my suit pocket, the jacket of my suit, and then it sweat it. I sweat it, and that red Bible got just wet enough. It just bled right through <laughs> the inside pocket of my, of my suit. But then his heart was in the right place, and uh, I've known of people who who pass out tracks and uh, different things, different things. And the thing is, is, just be faithful to whatever God calls you to do, and he'll, he'll bless it. He'll bless it. He'll, he'll use it for his glory. Just be thankful. 
And I am. I'm thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for the joy of my salvation. Hallelujah. One of the things I, I got off on the, the little deal is <laughs> trying to cheer you up a little bit today. But uh, my intention is to say, hey, we need to just put these things on our prayer list. This thing about the, the COVID thing, we, we just need to cover that with our prayers. Our churches, we need to be in prayer that, that there really would be an end to this thing, that this pandemic would just be gone. Because, I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, what they call the, the, the Delta. Um, it's, uh, to me, it seems to me like it's doing an awful lot of damage. And, and uh, I think that's the variation that they're finding us not being as effective with the, the vaccine. So we just need to pray. And then something else that's, that's been in the news, and of course, it actually, it's just kind of moved out of the news now, but it's still happening, and that's this deal in Afghanistan because we've got Christian brothers and sisters who are over there, and their lives are at risk because of the situation they're in. We need a, that just needs to be a, a, a part of our, our prayers. Um, anytime that we may have brothers and sisters who may be in harm's way, that as a, as a body of Christ, we should be concerned. I mean, these things are, are very, very troubling to, to the whole world. I mean, the whole world should be concerned. When, when you've got people who are trapped in a situation and you've got other people who are just bent on death. They, they just, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to, to have that mindset of people who, for whatever reason, just feel like that they just need to kill people. I, I don't understand that. But unfortunately, that's part of the evil that's in this world. And that's why I'm saying we, we as Christians, we need to pray. So I'm going to pray, and we're, we're not done with the show just yet, but uh, uh, just going to take this moment. Let's just pray over this pandemic. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray concerning this pandemic. And Father God, it, that truly would be a cure. Father God, that that through whatever power it would take, and because I believe that, that God just has the power to just speak it out of existence, and that it would just be gone all over the world, that it would just overnight just disappear. And uh, you know, we find these type of things in Scripture where God just spoke it. And Father, that would be my prayer, God, that you would just speak it out of existence. Gone in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray for our, our, our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, those whose lives are have been, I mean, at risk. Lord God, would you be with them? Would you save their lives, Father. Help them, Father, if they need to escape from that country. Lord, help them to do so. And for our Father, for 
churches, and I know that there were churches that had been established in Afghanistan. Father, I pray for those churches and for those people. Lord God, for their, for their health. Father, for their lives. Lord God, let your hand be upon them. And I pray these prayers in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who we can rely on and in Him. Walk with me. Put our trust. Hallelujah. Yes. Every Legacy day five. And every night. Walk with me. Walk with me. Come on and walk with me. Sounds like a plan to me. Walk with me until I see the light. Lord God, help us to see the light. And that is the light and the love of Jesus Christ. And that we as a part of the church, that uh, great city set on a hill, that is the light and the love of the world. And we should be the light to the world. Which brings me to a, another thought. Um, it's interesting to me that uh, we're having these issues on our our southern border. Now, I've not been there. I've not seen. And so my eyes are what I hear on, on the radio. And uh, I'm a avid listener to radio and I generally listen to talk radio so to be perfectly candid with you that's where I get my information from as so I'm hearing about just thousands of people just pouring across our southern border and then what I'm hearing and again I don't know this for a fact because I'm not there I have not personally seen it but this is what I've been told through uh, different programs that I listen to that that People are coming across the border, they're being processed, and then they're strategically being taken to certain sections of the United States. Now you say, well, well what's that all about? And this is what I'm hearing, that uh, they're putting them on airplanes in the you know, middle of the night, they're taking them here or there, and strategically being placed in Areas of the country designed to flip the map, and I'm talking about the the, the red blue <laughs> thing. You say, "Well, Pastor King, that's 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 silly." Well, it happened in Minnesota, and this is before they passed the Obamacare, and uh, they were needing um, certain areas of the country there in Minnesota to have a, a senator. If you remember, that race went on and on and on and on, and they had strategically placed some Somali refugees in Minneapolis that was just able to just, just tip things. Well, you say, well, they can't vote. <laughs> oh, we are so naive. He said, well, Pastor King, you, you, don't, you don't talk politics on this show. Well, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about my country and uh, the church. And, and the thing is, is that what happens in the country affects my church and people that I love. 
So here's here's my my proposal. I think that the church needs to become very very intentional and uh, to find these people who are being strategically placed and the church needs to go where they are. And we need to become the influence in their lives to teach them the value of work, the value of uh, all the things that we believe as good citizens in the country in which we live. I believe if the church became very intentional about this that we could we could subvert the plot that's designed to cause this country to become a nation that we won't recognize in a few years. And uh, somebody may be saying, well, we don't really recognize it now, and uh, I'm not so sure that I totally disagree with you. The thing is, is that we're, we're seeing, well, I tell you what, I feel like I'm just being but a bummer on you, but but we're seeing the decline of the church so severely in our country as it is. And I have such a burden for our young people because they've just totally have abandoned the word of God. And so that's that's a burden that God's put on my heart and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in a process of trying to so well make some changes in society because of the word I think it God's laid on my heart to do but the thing is is that we we need to be intentional in our and how we pray and what we pray about and to make sure that we are praying oh my goodness <laughs> one of the things that I I talk to the men at the men's retreat I do a men's retreat every every year in January through the organization I'm a part of the Open Bible Churches, and they've, they've given me the permission to put this little retreat together. And we have such a wonderful time. And if you're a, if you're a man and you'd like to be involved in this, just just give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. 567-1703. That's area code 850. That's just a little side note. But last year, uh, I challenged the men. Now, I wasn't a speaker, but I'm, I'm in charge of the event, so I get a chance to, to talk a little bit. And I said, gentlemen, how many of you pray with your wives? And uh, some, I saw some heads, heads just kind of go down. I said, look, if you can't pray with your wife, something wrong here. So I, I, I challenged them. I said, when you go home, I want you to make it a daily thing to pray with your wife. But Tammy and I, we pray together all the time. And uh, we pray about a lot of things. We pray about our family, about our children, our grandchildren. We pray over these things. We pray over our church. We're the pastors of our church. I think we have to, we have, to have that. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, as a church, we have to be able to pray. And through our prayers, we can, we can subvert a, a plan, a plot. And I believe it's a plot to cause this country to be taken so far away from the values that we've always known, and uh, well, that's that's just that's just on my heart because I love America. I love people. Time is just slipping by so fast. It's Gerald Crab, 
Was that only yesterday? Was that only yesterday? That sure is the truth, isn't it? I look back over my years and I said, wow, how can that be? <laughs> I tell you what, I, I think about the years that uh, I've been able to spend with my wonderful wife and uh, you know, through all of the, the children and the grandchildren and it's just, it's just happened so fast. We've had such a good time together. <laughs> I say, uh, most of the time, her and I were just a couple of kids. But uh, it's just, wow, time has just flown by. And I think about the, the years that, that I've been in ministry and, and how joyful it has been. And uh, 20 years ago, or a little over 20 years ago, God called me back to the radio ministry. And I said, well, where did that time go? But it's been, it's just been wonderful. Any time that, you, that you're walking with the Lord and you have the Lord walking beside you, it just makes for a joyful life. It just makes life full of blessings. And uh, through it all, through it all, we've just learned to trust in Jesus. Guy Penrod's going to, Tell us all about it. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Somebody, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Father God, that we've learned to depend upon His Word. Hallelujah. Father God, Watch over this radio audience, I pray. Father God, let a hedge be about them, Father, keeping them safe. Father God, we pray over our churches. We pray for our pastors today as they go to their pulpits. Let a great anointing come from those pulpits. And Father God, I pray for America. I pray for my country. And Lord, I pray for peace around the world and for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And until... Next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.